you can't just wing it and necessarily expect to have a great conversation all the time. I'm sure you can get away with it. It certainly has happened to us before. We found that doing that extra level of research and it doesn't have to be days it makes me feel better but then also i feel like the interviewer gets more out of it and they feel they feel special and then hopefully your audience gets to just to listen and kick back and hear something that they've never heard before Welcome to Between Two Mics. I'm Zach. And I'm Rock. We're the co-founders of Squadcast.fm. The best way to record remote interviews in studio quality like this one. Here on Between Two Mics, we explore the challenges, opportunities, and new ideas with the people who are pushing the limits of what's possible in podcasting. All right, so we're going to explore today some of the pro tips that we've been fortunate enough to pick up in our podcast community travels with uh, professional podcasters that are really, really doing things differently when it comes to how they interview, how they approach uh, having a, a dialogue and a conversation to really explore the expertise of the guest or the person that you're having a conversation with, and we've noticed that there's some things done differently, uh, some some pro tips, let's call them, that, that we've been able to to glean from the people we, we've uh, had the had the good pleasure to work with. So uh, so I'm joined to get today uh, again by my co-founder, Rock. Hi, Rock. What's up, Zach? Yo, and, uh, and I think we're each going to share a pro tip and really kind of explore the, the big ones, so the high-value... Um, there's many, uh, there's many tips or things that we've picked up on behaviors that, uh, workflow things that people do to really set their, their show and their content apart. Um, but we really want to add a lot of value in these tips that we're going to share. So, uh, rock, what, what's, what's your pro tip when it comes to, uh, to, to how professional podcasters are interviewing and really getting the most out of those conversations? Yeah. So from what I can tell based on my list, my experience as a listener, but then also this other experience getting to work a little bit more intimately with podcasters of all levels, whether they're just starting their journey or they're uh, a professional with a, you know, thousands and thousands of downloads, making money from it, whether indirectly or directly, we, we are fortunate enough to kind of see the full spectrum. Um, and the one that's most important to me, and I think it's just because Anytime I get behind the mic or I do any type of performance presentation, like I get pretty nervous. Um, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I still, I'm almost always nervous, uh, just doing this type of stuff. So for me, it's like really big to prepare and like kind of go into it, knowing what I'm going to talk about, or just really having a, a game plan. And there certainly are some downsides of being planning too much, maybe having too much structure. Uh, but the, the podcasters or the interviewers, uh, that I really look up to, they really, you can tell that they like really research who they're talking to as far as their, their, who they're interviewing. And, um, to me, that's just so it's part of the preparation that makes me more relaxed and more confident in what, uh, what I'm saying and, and my performance in general. But one of the things that I really like about it is it shows a, a, a another level of respect that you're you're demonstrating to your your guest. You know, uh, 
one of our early early fans of Squadcast, Eric Hunley, who has the Unstructured podcast, and he's also doing some pretty cool stuff on YouTube these days. He tells us all the time, Zach, like it's so surprising to him how often when he interviews a author, how surprised they are that they, that he's actually read their book right. uh, and, and, and how good that makes them feel and how much more vibrant and valuable that conversation is because Eric's kind of peeling back the onion layers. He's digging deep. He's not just going on the surface level of things or, you know, he's not just going to get the, the cliff notes version of that interview. Like he really gets people to go places that they never go. And I, I think Jordan Harbinger is another great example of that. And why I really like Jordan is because oftentimes Jordan's interviewing folks that we have heard from, but because he does such a high level of due diligence and research, he like Eric Hunley gets, goes places that I think a lot of the inner, you know, he may interview Tim Ferriss or whatever, who we've heard on other shows and he has his own podcast, but Jordan figures out a way to get behind more parts of that person that we thought we knew. We thought we heard all their stories and he, he figures out those really untapped stories. And again, I just think it makes for such a great conversation and it'll bring uh, a totally new kind of uh, perspective for the audience. And, and to me, that's when I started to realize the power of a good interviewer and the power of research is when I, I would, it was with Jordan. I saw people like, uh, it wasn't Tim Ferriss. It was probably someone else like Jocko Willink. He was kind of making his rounds around the podcast, uh, spear and he's, he's super interesting to listen to. And so I kind of brushed it off the first time that I saw it pop up in my feed and was like, eh, Jocko's great. But like, what more can I, can I hear from what, what more is there? Does he have to say? I've heard him on all these other shows and it's great, but I don't, I don't know what, what's going to make me come and listen to it this time. And I think it's because he had a really good, uh, like social media post, um, like, like a commercial almost for, for the, for the episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this about him. And so I listened to the episode and, and it was a completely different experience from all the other ones. So to me, that's when the light bulb kind of flickered on. And I started to think of all the other greats, uh, Terry Gross and Kara Swisher and Howard Stern. And that's kind of when it started to connect the dots for me. And, and, and I'm sure they're all have their own different process and different skill sets. And maybe they don't research as much as some of these other people that we were talking about, but I feel like they do. Cause there's no real other way to, you can't just wing it and, and necessarily expect to have a great conversation all the time. I'm sure you can get away with it. It certainly has happened to us before. Uh, but we've, we found that doing that extra level of research and it doesn't have to be days, but certainly putting in a few hours at minimum is going to just it makes me feel better uh, when I'm performing, but then also I feel like the the podcaster or the interviewer rather gets just more out of it, and they feel they feel special. And then hopefully your audience gets to just to listen and kick back and hear something that they've never heard before. Totally agree, and all sorts of benefits come from your guest feeling respected and well researched, right? Exactly, like they're going to be more motivated to help share that episode out, right? We talk about that. Um, really giving your your guest uh, a good feeling and, and reason why this episode, out of all the episodes that they've been on, to, to really share that because uh, there's nuggets of wisdom in there, uh, untold stories that are, or little told stories about somebody who people thought they really understood. And there's, there's always more. There's always uh, more kind of behind what makes them tick. And, um, and certainly research is, is a prerequisite to that. 
that you mentioned. Another, though, um, you mentioned you mentioned Kara Swisher. I was recently, um, and I think she does a tremendous job, uh, like Jordan, of of really uh, not just digging deep, but digging deep to kind of nuggets of wisdom that are previously um, previously uh, less explored or hmm. unexplored. And uh, she kind of has a different approach to it. Of I'm sure you know research is still a prerequisite, but. Um, I was watching an interview of her and Elon Musk from a few years ago, and uh, Elon Musk is very, he's not the best public speaker, let's just be straight up about that, but uh, people talk to him all the time, and he's very vocal and kind of out there in the world, um, but he does a really good job of staying on the script, right? He uh, He's very consistent with his messaging, he's very clear on his vision for what he wants for the world and the work that they're trying to do to move it in that direction. Um, but I noticed that Kara really was trying to get him off script and really like pushing into places uh, and asking questions that are um, not really in the direction like, oh, well, every technology has both positives and negatives. So what are the downsides of, you know, the first humans that travel to Mars or what are the downsides of these electric cars, right? Like, uh, we oftentimes ex focus on the utopian elements of it, but there's this flip side. And I think that that's, uh, a lot of people maybe, uh, don't have the, uh, uh, in, in the media don't have the same, let's call it latitude, uh, or freedom to explore those things, right? Like for interviews to get approved, there's at that level, there's often like talking points and what to cover, what not to cover. And Kara just does an amazing job of getting outside of that box, whether that's approved or not, or whoever, however that works. I mean, um, kind of off the microphone, but that that's really, you know, what stuck out to me. And of course, research is, uh, is a huge component to that. Um, yeah. She's also got that swag where she can kind of push around Elon and Zuckerberg unlike nobody else. So which is its own skill, right? Like, uh, you know, yes. uh, who, who's really gonna, uh, gonna, yeah, uh, it's, it's a positioning thing at that point. And these very powerful people, right? Um, yeah. So, so mine, um, yes, please tell me yours. My, my, my pro tip here, uh, that I, that I've picked up is, is, uh, maybe, maybe counterintuitive because as podcasters, we talk, we, uh, we talk at length about talking, right? Uh, it's essentially our job to, to talk into a microphone. Um, but the flip side to that coin, I would, I would argue, um, is, is maybe more, uh, more critical or, a, you know, a prerequisite to being able to say something that is actually meaningful. And that's the skill of listening, um, and how that can actually impact the direction of a conversation and impact people, being willing and comfortable to divulge more to their story and to, to, to let the conversation go to a place that is, is less explored. And it, it also lends itself pretty well to, um, to a skill that I, I think is very helpful to podcasters. And that's um, not a coincidence that I think there's a lot of people with a background in, in, in comedy um, working in podcasting. And that's, that's improv uh, is, is a form of comedy. And when you're, when you're having a, an interview with somebody and really looking to make them comfortable and uh, share stories that are, are less explored, 
uh, I think that that's essentially a, a kind of a, a real-time improv that's happening between you, your co-host, maybe uh, the the guest that you're that you're talking with. You, you're not really sure when you, when you start a, a podcast interview. You're not really sure exactly where it's going to go, right? And uh, and kind of being comfortable, being uncomfortable in that is is I think a skill. Um, that that is really lends itself to uh, to getting to these these nuggets of wisdom, and and really if you're if you go into a podcast interview with uh, with a set of questions, maybe you did your homework like you're saying, Rock, and you wrote out all these beautifully crafted questions, and then you're 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 talking to you know let's say it's Jordan or Kara, and you're you're interviewing them about their interviewing technique or to get it super meta here. Um, and you just read through your questions without really listening to how they've answered those questions and tailoring the next and, and really being, being open to that, that improv, uh, leading you in different directions. Uh, you, you can be very robotic. I think we've, we've all heard podcasts where you can, it's very clear that the, the next question that the person asks had nothing to do <laughs> with the prior response. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's a pretty, pretty, you know, clear indicator that that person's not really uh, they're kind of fighting against the normal flow of the conversation. Uh, when would that ever happen in like a normal conversation that's not on a on a on a podcast recording? Um, so I think that's, you know, that's one that's kind of jarring to your guest because then they're kind of left wondering, well, I don't know what the next question is going to be because clearly it's not going to have anything to do with the prior question or, or, or in a different direction. It's kind of jarring to switch and switch and switch. It's also jarring to your audience as well. So I think that the, the assumption there to make it, you know, to preserve that flow of the conversation like we hear in everyday conversations is, is really focusing on listening as a skill. Uh, of course, how we speak and how we, our voice and how we communicate is really important. Um, but, but listening to inform that voice is a real empathetic move that you can add to your, uh, add to your podcast interview style that can also set you apart from, from other, other hosts and other people working, uh, in, in your podcast category. So I think that, you know, thinking about it like improv, thinking about it like flow, um, also the, uh, also the, the ratio of how, how much you're speaking to the other person speaking, um, should be at a minimum 50, 50. Um, but in a podcast, you're really working to lift up your guest, right? So if they spend the majority of the time speaking, then you spent the majority of the time listening. Um, so don't check out, uh, at that time and start thinking about your next question or, you know, kind of try to stay in that moment. So there's an element of mindfulness here that, um, that can really enhance, you know, the listening that, that you're doing. So, so I think that's one, uh, one thing that, you know, um, there's kind of signs where you can, you can listen to, you can listen to great interviewers like, like I know because we've had conversations and been able to to learn from from our advisor Jordan Harbinger that sometimes the script just that the questions go out the window because yeah. you know Kobe Bryant just opened up about something that wasn't necessarily planned for or wasn't in the list of questions but now you're in this really you know 
unique place and you know that that interview is going to go in a different direction. That's kind of a, don't fight that. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, it's uh so for me, I love hearing people talk about themselves to share their story. Um, it, it, I find people fascinating, especially creatives, creators rather. Um, so for me, this is a lot of fun, just kind of getting out of the way and letting them, them speak. I think where my kind of anxiety or, or trying to get used to being uncomfortable is like, well, when do I speak and what do I say? And I want to keep this conversation going and I want to make it interesting and like, you know, trying to almost be like antsy on like, well, fill in that dead space or like, you know, just, just normal anxiety. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like a duck on, on, on a, on a lake, like beneath the surface, maybe my, uh, I'm paddling a little bit more than anybody can tell. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's where mine comes from. But again, I, I, I genuinely love listening to people. So how, but I think what I've learned through this is that listening with intent and like active listening, like I'm not just chilling and like lounging. I, it, it, it I'm thinking and I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm locked in. Like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's the next level of just like being present. It's like, uh, it's a very involved thing. Um, at least for me, how, wh what's that been like for you? Do you, have you had a struggle with kind of learning to, to listen more, to give more space and time to whoever we're talking to? Yes. Uh, and you know, I just, I just paused to really consider what you said. And that, that's something that I think is helpful, uh, that you don't need to fill up all the space that actually silence and consideration really can be signals that you are listening. Uh, so I, I was acting a little bit just there, but yeah, totally. That's been something where I feel this, this urge to speak right away, this urge to keep the conversation flowing. And um, I think it was Harry Duran, um, or maybe Esprit, uh, Devora, uh, two of our other advisors that, that I've heard talk about, you know, the okayness to pause that happens in real life, like people don't, aren't queued up with the next question uh, right away, you know, so it adds a, an element of realness to the, the conversation. So that that's something that I've been working on that it has been a challenge for me is I, I have this urge to, to speak right away. Um, and something about that record light being on just it, it, like it, it it's turns, asking for it. Yeah, it turns the, <laughs> the, the speed, the, the cadence of the conversation gets gets feel there's a there's a feeling of acceleration. Um, mm. And uh, that's probably because I'm excited. I'm happy that, you know, sure we are flowing and we are improving and that's working. Uh, so there's kind of some excitement there. Um, but it's a fine line that, that we walk. Um, so that's been a challenge, another challenge. And I think, uh, in a recent interview that we, we recorded with, uh, Amy Woods from content 10 X Amy, um, I have a tendency to, um, I have a tendency to, because I am kind of uh, listening, I, I am listening to what they said. I have a tendency, and you you might have noticed this, Rock. Um, I have a tendency to to try and uh, to because I'm listening, I'll formulate a response, but it doesn't necessarily equal another question. Mm. So. Uh, so one of the golden rules in improv is like, yes, and, 
you know, and you want to kind of keep provide, it going. Yeah. You want to provide that, that material for the next person in the conversation to pick up where you left off and riff off of. Um, so I'm, I'm actively working, you know, currently as an interviewer to be better about saying what I thought, you know, my thoughts about what they just shared and, and why that was profound and insightful to, to me. And I believe our audience as well. Um, but then kind of put a bow on that with a, uh, the next question at the end. Uh, I, I, I don't like just when I, when I go back and listen to our, our interviews, I don't like that sometimes I just kind of say another statement as if I'm a guest and then, mm. uh, you know, and, and, and don't give them the next question. It, it, that can lead to kind of a pause. And in that case, maybe the pause is a little awkward, right? So that's where working with you as my co-host, you're really great about, picking up, <laughs> picking up those opportunities. Um, and, and then, and then asking, you know, the next question or leading the conversation to the next kind of place. Um, so those are two challenges that I actively am working on now. Um, how do you feel about listening? Do you feel like that's a, a skill that you you're, you're still working on or, uh, what are, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Like I said, I think it, it might've been less of a struggle in the sense of like, I don't have a problem not speaking and letting someone else kind of dominate the conversation. Cause again, it's coming from a, a genuine place of interest. Um, but also I do think it having a co-host like we do our situation, it, we do kind of have the luxury where we do get those opportunities that while you're kind of engaging in the conversation more actively, I get this chance to sure I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm not talking, but I can kind of, I get the opportunity to really hone in on like, what's, what's, what's there that we need to dig deeper on? Or maybe if I didn't have that moment, I don't know if I'd be as, um, I don't know if I'd be as good at it, like in real time, like if I'm, if it was just one of us. So I think we got a little bit of a, a luxury in the sense that we can kind of play off each other. One can be kind of, um, you know, running point guard and then the other's kind of a shooting guard, like it, it can kind <laughs> of come in there and, and have something. So I think that I benefit from that greatly. Um, cause I, it, it is a delicate balance. It's tough. Cause like your audience at some, in some ways is also coming back to, to hear your voice and to hear your thoughts. So I do think it is important to kind of slide your, your take on what was just said, because that's valuable. Uh, people want to hear that. Um, but yeah, if you take up too much of that space, that, that can right. be, that can be the, the problem. So I think for me, it's more so being better about carrying the conversation on. I think I'm totally good at like getting out of the way, not talking, or at least comfortable with that. It's more so just like, in, like in real time, trying to think of great questions, dive deeper, but like also carrying the conversation on. Yeah, it's a lot to kind of weigh in the back of your mind whilst trying to stay present. You know, yeah. so I think that that's something worth noting as well. And you that, get better over time, right? Like it's just kind of absolutely. funny how it just just reps is all we say, right? Like just get those reps in, and stuff does happen. You get better. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so for me, it comes to listening as the the pro tip we're sharing today, and for you, it's preparation and research. And uh, it's kind of beautiful how those two things fit together because. 
you're more present in the moment to be able to listen if you're not like having another tab open like trying to read the person's bio like while you're talking to them in real time uh you're kind of giving yourself that that space to be present by having done your research in advance and feeling comfortable with that material and the person you're talking to so um i think that's a pretty good lap around today's pro tips anything else you wanted to share for our audience yeah just i guess we can close with one statement from uh, another audio medium, uh, music. I think the theme of this episode is, uh, R S R E S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. It's all about <laughs> respect. I think is, is the, the overarching theme here. Agreed. Agreed. Well, thanks again for listening today to, uh, this founders edition of between two mics. And, uh, we'll be back next week with another interview. Thanks for listening. Peace. This has been another episode of Between Two Mics with Zach and Rock from Squadcast. The best way to record remote podcast interviews like today's in studio quality. Visit bit.ly slash squadpod to check out our resources page where you can download your free remote interview checklist.